Ritov. Today's stuff is Chavtet. And we pick up at the bottom of Chavchet and Bet. And we have now done a transition from Sota to Tuma, which somewhat interestingly is going to, Tuma is going to be the focus of today's stuff, not so much because of the link of Sota to Tuma, but because our mission of this parak had a whole series of drashot of Bobi Yom Darsh Rebbe Akiva. And some of the initial ones had to do with uh, Tuma, so we will see about that. But anyway, the initial co- connection had been that Sota, we learn out from it the principle of if she goes into seclusion, she is presumed to be Tmei'ah, the halacha is that a sota is his vaday aser based on the suffet. And as Tos, until that gets clarified with the water, once it's gone through the formal procedure. And the Tosus points out, that means that even if it retroactively turns out that she had not committed adultery, or she knows she hasn't committed adultery, if nevertheless she violates that status of tumah, like she sits with her husband, they transgress, because right now her status is definitely aser based on the suffet. It's not just suffet aser. So that, from that we learned out the principle of suffet tumah birashut hayachid. Again, this interesting now transition from the phrase Tuma by Sota, which has its own specific set of meanings to the t- idea of Tuma in other places um, in the Torah. And the idea also that the, uh, the parameters are now just the very much the formal aspects of the Torah Shut HaYachid, etc. So Tosos's first point, by the way, just to remind us what we said yesterday, was he says, I don't understand. The reason she's ushered by the Sota is because there's Raglaim Ladavar. In case of a Tuma, it's like a 50-50 doubt. Where's the Raglaim Ladavar? And Tosos introduced an important idea that actually the Kino and the Stira just make it 50-50. Don't make it more likely than not. But without the Kenyan stira, it wouldn't even really be considered a suffix. So that's an important way about thinking about Sota, which we have not really focused on until now. The Torah really presents it as if it is a fait accompli. Well, no. The Torah presents it that the husband is jealous. So the Mishnah more presents it like a fait accompli. All right, that's his jealousy. I don't think that that's... I, I don't even fair to say from the Torah's perspective. The Mishnah presents it like she's, de- like she's, like she's uh, definitely guilty. Anyway, um, and then we had a brief discussion. We did not go into the Tosos. That Rishul Yachid also doesn't really mean... Like it does by Shabbos, it has more to do with a private location. And the other interesting halacha is it's something And the other point the Gemara made is only if there are is somebody that's Yeshbo Datli Shael. It's not just like you don't know if a frog hopped on a loaf of bread and nobody else was around. That would be that would be Einbo Datli Shael. It has to be like or there's an infant. There has to be a case like a Sota that there's somebody there who in theory could ask about what the circumstances were. Um, and as I explained uh, my theory about that was that uh, one way of understanding why it's vaday tamei because of the suffix is that making things vaday tamei until, until it's clarified okay it's a little unfair for the woman or a lot unfair for the woman this presumption of guilt but anyway but that sort of forces maybe people with information you know hopefully can force pe- things to, to clarify themselves you know people to come forward people to remember so that only it's helpful if there is somebody there that might actually know something so it's only suffix tumor b'rishuri yachid when there's yesh bodat mishael okay so that's where we left off in the Gemara. Um, so now let's, so I guess we can read, let's reread that from four lines from the top and then we'll transition to the new topic. Umikan, so four lines from the top on Kafchad Mudbet. Umikan, Amru, Umikan, Amru, from here they said, if there was somebody present who could be asked about it, um, doesn't mean he, ha- he knew or she knew whatever, but theory could be asked, and it's in a private domain, and there's a doubt if Tuma touched something, it's Tamei, if it's in a public domain, for Shein Bot Stat Lishael, and if nobody is there who can be asked, Bainber Shuriachi, Bainber Shutar Bim Seiko Tahor, either way we assume it is Tahor, so you need the combination of factors, Yeshbo Dat Lishael and Bishri Yachid, to say Seiko Tame. 
right. Okay, so that was the end of yesterday. Now, um, the Gemara, if you remember also, had, we learned that three things from Nitmi'ah, Asr the Baal, Asr the Baal, and um, she cannot eat um, Truma, which means, A, if she's married to a Kohen, she can't eat Truma because the adultery or the suspected adultery compromises her marriage. But B, even if she's not married to a Kohen, she's a Bas Kohen, she can't eat Truma because this act would also seem to, like, it would invalidate her. And from that, Rebbe Yishmael responded to Rebbe Yekiva and said, oh, so I'll learn a Kavachomer, therefore that she also um, is uh, forbidden to uh, marry a Kohen because there are women who are forbidden to marry a Kohen who can't eat Truma. So if this woman who, um, cannot, who, who cannot eat Truma, then how much more so should she be forbidden to marry a Kohen meaning assuming that her husband right now dies and she's an Omana nevertheless the fact that she has committed adultery makes her forbidden not just Labalu Laboa or suspected of committing adultery also makes her Aster Kohen. who can okay. not marry a Kohen a Grusha a Grusha who is a daughter of a Kohen mm-hmm. okay so, so no one would say this is ridiculous zona, but she wouldn't be allowed to marry a Kohen anyway that's presumably what Rabbi Ishmael is saying okay but how do we know that so that's where we know this from Rabbi Ishmael Amar Rabbi Akiva now as far as Rabbi Ishmael is concerned Amar Rabbi Akiva Truma Mahadulei Kahuna. Rabbi Akiva said, "Oh, she's usher in Truma." And Rabbi Yisrael says, uh, "Well, why don't you just learn that you? Well, I'll make a kavachomer that she's usher in Kahuna." So who says that Rabbi Akiva? Did, I mean, it sounded like he was arguing with Rabbi Akiva, but who said Rabbi Akiva was arguing? He really, he's just adding to what Rabbi Akiva said. So the Gemara says, "Vesuin." In addition, let's say Rabbi Akiva, uh, you know, if Rabbi Akiva doesn't have Rabbi Yisrael's kavachomer, Rabbi Akiva Kahuna minole. Where does Rabbi Akiva know this idea of Kahuna from? Okay, does he agree with Rabbi Shmuel that you learn it from a Kavachomer? Maybe he feels, I don't need a Pasuk for Kahuna. Why don't I need a Pasuk to tell me that she's Usher for a Kohen? Here you go, what Michael said. Since she's presumed, a Sota is presumed to have committed adultery until we clarify it. That's also Suffolk Kavadai. So maybe Rabbi Akiva just assumes a woman who commits adultery, it's not just that would give her a status of a Zona. And if that would give her a status of a zona, and she now is a suffix having done it, so the whole Allah of suffix of Adai, we would treat her like a zona. So from there you can figure out that she's also Lukuna, so we don't need a pasta. Okay? Um, so that's true. So Trumanami Loki Baikra. Then why does he need a pasta to tell me that she's also the Truma? Trey Asaba suffix zona to zona. Presumably the status of zona would equally defile her from eating Truma. How do you know? Because the Pasuk says, Ubasko Hain Kiti now, that literally means that she's married to another man, and therefore she's no longer part of the Kohen's household. However, Rabbi Akiva could darshan it, and he does darshan it, I don't want to explain why now, based on other sugyas, that Kitiya means if she has sex with another man, and each zar, a man that she is forbidden to have sex with, not just a non-Kohen. And therefore, that would defile her from truma. So once you would say that we don't need a pasuk, because, of course, a woman who commits adultery would be a zona, and that would be aser be kahuna, so, okay, so make her also aser be truma, why do you need a pasuk of Nitma'ah to tell you that? So basically, why does he need a pasuk to tell me she's Asr Betruma and not Kahuna? Where does he learn Kahuna from? So the Gemara says, Ella, fine. Rebhiva Arba Kreitziva. There are four psukim. Now, what are the four psukim? It says Nitma'ah three times, but one of the three times it says Vinitma'ah. Okay, one says Vinitma'ah. He you know, I forget the exact psukim. Anyway, one of them says Vinitma'ah, um, the Eireng Ba. So remember, Rabbi Akiva learns from the extra vavs. So you have three nitma'as plus one vav. That's four things that you can learn out. Okay? 
other crises. Chad lebaal, one that she's forbidden from the baal. Chad leboa, one to the baal. Chad lekehuna, one that uh, maybe the idea that she is presumed to have committed adultery or she has committed adultery would not be enough in itself to, that we wouldn't have known on our own that that would label her as zona. So the pasuk tells me that no, that if she has committed adultery or she's a sota, so she's presumed to have done it. Therefore, she's ushered to the ko- a kohen. And v'chad truma, and she's ushered to truma, even if she's like a bath kohen or whatever, she's ushered for truma. So you have four psukim, three nitma'az, and one vav. Yeah, Rabbi Yishmael, yeah, for whatever reason, it doesn't spell out why you couldn't have learned one from, well, we'll get to that a little bit, but it, doesn't, it certainly doesn't spell out like why we couldn't just have assumed she's a zona. Rabbi Yishmael, plus a kray it says three times, because he doesn't learn the vav, so he only has three nitma'az. Chad truma. So the third one is telling you truma, but that's why Rabbi Yishmael needs a kavachoma. So we've answered all our questions. That Rabbi Akiva presumably learns that kuna from the vav, and Rabbi Yishmael is basically saying back, I don't need your vav, I'll learn it out from a kavachomer. Okay? So what's this? And the kavachomer is, if some women who can't marry kohanim, a grusha who's a bas kohen, can still marry, can still eat truma, a woman who can't eat truma, that I learn out from the third nitma'ah, certainly should not be able to marry a kohen. Okay, now the Gemara says like this. Rabbi Ishmael, now according to Rabbi Ishmael, that learns Truma and then makes the Kavachomer from Truma to Kahuna, Mimaid Yitzrichrali Truma, Vguma Asi Bekavachomer. How do you know that the Pasuk tells you Truma? And once it tells you Truma, now we can make a Kavachomer. She can't eat Truma. How much more so could she not marry a Kohen? Dilma, why don't I sort of go the, say the opposite? First, the Pasuk should first tell me the, the lesser Kiddush. Kitzrich with Kahuna. Maybe the Pasuk, the third Ma, is telling me she's if she committed adultery or she's a sota and then the husband dies. And if all I know is that she's ushered to a Kohen, the Truma Sharia, Truma would be permitted because I've already established there are women who are ushered to marry a Kohen who, can, who still can eat Truma. Who is that? A Grusha Bas Kohen, right? A Grusha Bas Kohen can't marry a Kohen and can eat Truma. So maybe the third Nitma'ah tells me she's ushered to a Kohen, but... I would not be maybe because she still would be if she's a Bas Kohen entitled to eat Truma. Okay, which by the way makes sense because if you just read the Psukim, right, I mean it's sort of what we're saying. The Psukim make it clear that there are a lot of women who Kohen can't marry. Isha, Chalala, Zona, Grusha, etc. All these women are also to marry a Kohen but it's not so clear what type of a Bas Kohen can't eat Truma. The Psukim it's only a Bas Kohen who marries, who marries out, who marries Israel. There's no sense that if a Bas Kohen did some forbidden act of sex that that would invalidate her from eating Truma. Right, so are saying the same thing. Maybe this woman who commits adultery or is a sota, maybe she's Usr Lekohen, because we know a lot of women are Usr Lekohen, but we don't know necessarily that she's Usr Betruma. Okay, so how does he, how does he say the puzzle teaches me Truma, and I'll make a Kavachomer Kohen, maybe he should say Usr Lekohen, and maybe she should be permitted to eat Truma if she's a Bath Kohen. Okay? The Truma Sharia. So, Amr Lecha, Rabbi Ishmael will say to you, Mistavra Dumya Debalu Boel. No. I have the third Nitma'ah. I want to make it it, it, it's sort of similar to the within the nitma'az of the Baal and the Boel. In what way is it similar? Ma Baal Boel Mechayim Aftumanami Mechayim. The Baal and Boel is that she's forbidden now to the husband and the suspected adulterer, even like while everybody is still alive. If, if, the, if you say she's Usher and Truma, that would also be now that everybody's alive. She's a Basco and she remains Usher Betruma. She now becomes Usher Betruma. If you said that the relevance is she can't marry a Kohen, what's the only scenario where I would have had a Havamina? Or she could marry a Kohen. She's married to this guy, she commits adultery. What's the, what's the only case where she could now marry another guy who's a Kohen? If what happens to her husband? No, no. How, how does she become free now to marry a Kohen? 
the husband has to die. He can't divorce her because then she's a Grusha. So the only scenario that I need to discuss if she can marry a Kohen is if her current husband dies. Okay, so he said, I don't want to assume the third Nitma'ah is talking only in a scenario where her current husband dies. I want to assume the third Nitma'ah is immediately relevant. Okay, and the case of immediately relevant, like Baal and Boel, would be Truma. The relevance of Asr Lukahuna would only be if the current husband dies. So, Ma Baal Bo Mechaim Ach Truma Mechaim, Mafuki Kahuna Da'achar Misa. So, once the third Nitma'ah tells me she's Asr Petruma, because that's what is immediately relevant. Now I can make a kavachom and say, oh, she's also Petruma? Then she's definitely going to be Oster Lekohen, okay? So Abishmael gets the four by saying Baal, Boel, and Truma. Truma I know because it's immediately relevant. And then you use the kavachom to get you Kohen. But the Akiva says, I don't need your kavachom I have an extra vav, and that tells me Truma and Kohen. So a woman is married to a Kohen, she commits adultery. She can't become a Grusha. Like, I, I she can become a Grusha, but you don't need a Pusuk to tell me she's Usher. The fact, why do I need a Pusuk to tell me a woman who committed adultery is Usher to a Kohen? Of course she's Usher to a Kohen. She's married. So what would be the scenario where I need, would need to tell me she's Usher to a Kohen? Not if she got divorced from her husband. And also, of course, she's Usher to a Kohen. She's a divorcee. The only, re, the only relevance of the Halacha that a woman who commits adultery becomes Usher to a Kohen is if her current, current husband dies. Before right? he divorced her. <laughs> let, me, let me just say, uh, yes. okay, so while all this is going on, while she's in this status, we're having drunk the waters, her husband's supposed to support her, right? But, um, yes. but he can't give her to him. Mm, right, correct. Cool. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Uh, actually, we haven't spoken about that. That's an excellent point about the financial implications of her status of being a Sota. Um, one would imagine, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's true, they're not having sex, and you have to be Mavaret, but, uh, yeah, there's been no indication that it would impact his financial, his ongoing financial obligations. Yeah, you're right, but she would be Usher Petruma. That's a good point, yeah. Okay. Um, so, Rabbi Akiva, now Rabbi Akiva, okay, we have the question about why, um, does Rabbi Akiva not like the Kavachomer of Rabbi Ishmael? It's a good Kavachomer. So why does he need the extra Vav? Why doesn't he say like Rabbi Ishmael? All right. Why doesn't he say, we'll see what the Gemara says. Why doesn't he say you get three Nitva'ahs? The third one is talking about Truma, because that's Mechayim, and then the Kavachomer will apply it to even the Isser Kahuna. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva will tell you, do me the Balabal Lesley. Now, I don't, I don't buy this idea that uh, the third Nitma'ah has to be like the Balabal and has to be immediately relevant. I'll say, let me say the third Nitma'ah is the lesser Chiddush. The lesser Chiddush is Asr Lukahuna. And I went to the Nonister Truma, so therefore I needed the Vav. I don't have a Kavachomer. I'm not going to jump by saying the third Nitma'ah is Truma. I'll say the third Nitma'ah is Isser Kahuna. Okay, so do me the Balabal Lesley. He doesn't allow the idea of the Balboa comparison to say we can assume it's applying to Truma. Or even if I said, you know, you're right, if I only had three Nitma'as, I would have said it's a Truma because that's immediately relevant and I could have had a Kavachoma that would have told me Asr Lekuhuna. But nevertheless, I'm going to use my Vav to tell it to me anyway. Nil said to ask you, Kavachomer something I could learn out from a Kavachomer. the Torah wants to tell it to me explicitly. Okay, so in the end of the day, I'm going to learn it from the Vavs and whatever and I'm not going to fundamentally say it's three plus a Kavachomer. I'm going to say it's four indications in the Psukim. Wait, that's a huge assumption, is it not? Yeah. That I, I could learn it from a Kavachomer so I'm not bothered by the fact that the Pasuk also is telling me that. 
Um, if you don't have a pasuk, you, you might rely on. But if you have a pasuk, then you, the kabbalah should invalidate the kabbalah chomer. If you have a pasuk, no, no, they're both saying the same thing. They're not. They're not conflicting. No, he's saying he, he's saying it's not a problem for me that the pasuk is superfluous. Well, look, in the way, it's a nice counterpart to you know the statement in the Gemara that says something like um, you know lamali cross varahu. The way the Gemara is okay. very. Um, shocking, you know, radical in its assumption about, like, you know, this is the whole idea of Torah Baal but in the assumption about how much our sort of own intellectual or rational, you know, sort of understanding is of equal weight to that of what's, you know, what the, uh, what, what, you know, what the Midrash Halach or what the Pesukim are telling us. The fact right. that the Gemara can say, Lamali why bother with the Pasuk? I could just figure it out on my own. Right. Actually, that's interesting. It's going to factor into what we're about to learn in a minute. You know, so it says, like, okay, so the human Svar has equal weight to something explicit to the Pasuk. Actually, there's some Gemara's that are even more radical and say, you know, Shavik Like, he forget, you know, he like, put the, put the Pasuk aside. It's a difficult Pasuk. He's going to just explain it based on the way that makes sense. So it basically says that if I've got a way of reading uh, that I think makes sense, I'm going to bracket certain difficult psukim or interpret them in a in a less than shot way because I'm going to be dictated by what by, by, by what logically makes yeah, sense. So it really shows right the power of reason and that role of Tarshav Alpaz. That being said, it's not you know so that's like the strength of that. That being said, it's not like the, you could, like you take a position like you know and therefore that's so powerful that there'll be like like the, the pasuk would be would be out of place to say something that I could learn out from my own svara, you know? No, it's not so bad to have your own idea reaffirmed by, an, you know, to have the svara reaffirmed by an explicit statement in the Torah. So that's the flip side of it, you know. Yeah, the Buzzard didn't have to say it. It would have been just as good to learn it from svara, or, you know, but, uh, but nevertheless, it's, you don't have to say that it's a problem that the Pusuk also said it. Okay? He's just saying, I'd now, that's an interesting point. When you frame what your svara is, what your position is, are you saying, I learn it from three psukim plus a kavachomer, and parenthetically, it is true the pasuk also, also indicates it, but my basic point is my, my kavachomer, or are you saying, no, my basic point is the extra, is the extra vav, yeah, right, which is what the Gemara seems to have framed it, you know? Oh, why did you need the extra vav? Why do you need that? So couldn't you learn from a kavachomer? Yeah, but I, but I could have learned it from a kavachomer, but in the end, the pasuk didn't demand that of me. It gave me an extra vav. I don't know. Anyway, it's basically a statement of equivalency here, okay? So, now the Gemara moves on. Um, okay. Amarav Gidol Amarav. Doubling back to what we did at the end of yesterday, and I repeated the beginning of today. Something, uh, 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 the idea that if there's Tuma in a place of Rosh Hashayachid, it still needs to be somebody who can be asked about it to, to say Sveiko Tamei, and if there's nobody who can be asked about it, it's Sveiko Tahor. That is not learned really from the Sota category. That's learned somewhere else. The relevance of Davashish Bodafi Sha'el. Okay? If the Aim Bodafi Sha'el, or the relevance of whether somebody is around who could be asked or not, may hi Kranafka. We don't really learn it from Sota. We really learn it from the following Pasuk. Okay? And flesh of a korban that touches something Tamei shall not be eaten. So, Vaday Tamei Hudolo Yeachel. If you know it's Habasar Asher Yiga, you're definite that it touches something tamay, then don't eat it. Hasafik tamay, safik tar. If there's a doubt, yechel, it could be eaten. Is it yechel or yochal? I think it's yechel, right, Michael? Yechel. What is it? Yechel. Yechel. That's what I said. Okay. Okay. Hasafik tar, lo yechel. 
Okay, Okay, so that Pasuk says that you have to definitely know it's Tameh, Seiko Tahor. Ema Seifa, look at the end of the Pasuk. Zahabasar, as far as meat of a korban is concerned, Koldor Yochal Basar, if you're Tahor, you can eat it. So, only if you know your Tahor, you can eat it. If you don't know, if it's a doubt, so what is it? The beginning of the Pasuk says it's only a problem if you know it's Tameh, and the end of the Pasuk said you have to know it, your Tahor. So what's the story? Wait, 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 it says, uh, uh, what is the meat and the other is the person? I understand. Yeah. So you could have made that difference, but that's not what he's saying. Right? Maybe you could have said if there's a doubt about the meat, it's Seiko Tameh. If it's a doubt about the person, it's Seiko Tahor. If it's a doubt about the, about the person, Seiko Tameh. Right. You could have said that because the person could always go to a mitzvah. Right. Okay, but that's not what he's saying. But it's a good point. And a lot of here's what he's saying. In a way, it's a difference of the person, but not whether the person is Tameh, but whether there's a person on the scene. So if all you have is Habasar, you just have the meat and nothing else and you don't know if something Tommy touched the meat and there's you know but, but so you just have the object of the meat that's present on the scene then Seiko Tahor it's not a problem unless it's definitely Tameh if there's a doubt it's Tahor that's Ein Bodat Lishael if it's if it's Kol Tahor Yochabasar you're on the scene a person is on the scene then if there's a doubt you have to assume it's Tameh you have to know for certain that it's Tahor okay so if all you have is the meat on the scene Ein Bodat Lishael Seiko Tahor if you have a person on the scene, cult whore, then you have to say kotame. You have to know that you're definitely t- what? Well, we would have to add the Rashidayaki part from Sota, which is what the Gemara is about to say. Okay? So this is where we learn this, but it's, we don't learn this from Sota. I hate this question, but when it says kachi yesh bodat, what does it mean? A piece of meat? You can't, yeah. you can't ask the corpus. No, bow in the scene, I guess, or something. In the, the circumstances. Very concrete. No, the circumstances. The circumstances, I believe, is Yeshbo. Okay, so... Um, yeah, or whatever. The, the people or objects that are involved under the circumstances. Okay. The Yitzchik to have Gido Amarav, Yitzchik to Migmar Misota. And now the Gemara is saying, actually, we need both drasha. We need the Vahabasar drasha and we need the Sota model. Okay. The Yitzchik to have Gido Amarav, Yitzchik to have Like Michael said, if you just said this about the meat, you would have said it private and public domain doesn't matter. It's just Yeshbo or Ingo. Okay. So Yitzchik to Migmar Misota. So Sota tells you, no, it's only like when they go into private. Is it a Seiko Tameh? The Misota was just Misota. Hava Amina Ad Ikadas Nogea Umagia. Ah, by Sota, there are two people who know what's going on, right? The, 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 the man and the woman. So therefore, transferring it to a Tuma case, both, you would, it'll only be applied if the toucher and the touchy had das. So it wouldn't apply to uh, rodents and objects. It would only apply to if one Tame person touched, touched a Torah person. And maybe that would be the only time we would say Seiko Tameh. That would be most similar to Sota. So tzricha, so therefore this is teaching you no. It doesn't require both parties to know. It just requires somebody there to know what's going on. More like a, this is more of a thought experiment. Like let's say you had like a video camera. You can't ask the road. <laughs> it's like recording. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's very formalistic, these halachas of Safek Tumah. Okay, now we go back to the Mishnah. And interestingly, we're going to stay on the Tumah discussion, not because of Sota, but because of the Bobiyom Darish Rebbe Akiva, right? We had a series of sort of excavated. So the... Um, and the case in the Mishnah, the first case was this idea about how do we know that, uh, what do you call it, that, um, that uh, 
food can make uh, can, can, they, no, that you can turn something that food can become tummates of the third degree third derivation of shlishi so just to remind you Rabbi Akiva learns from the apostle yes it is by Klixeres that says what is it? Let's say the whole pasuk. Well, it's quoted in Mishnah. So basically, Klicheres is a rishon. There was a sheret in the Klicheres that made it into a rishon. Sheret is an av. Anything in the Klicheres is a sheni. Okay, because it always goes down one degree. And it says anything in the Klicheres will be yitma, shall become tamei, which means okay, a sheni. But Rabbi Akiva's drush is yitamei will have the ability to make a yet another thing tamei to turn it into a shlishi, to which uh, the Gemara, who was it that responded? Was it nice, nice line? I'm very sure. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai. Rabbi Yochanan Zakai, if who would take the dust out of your eyes? Presumably he was dead. So, you know, dead, wake you up out of the grave and shake the dust out of your eyes. Because you said we only know the idea of a Shlishi Betruma from a Kava Chomer. And Rabbi Akiva and a later generation would question here, by the way, very much tying you back to our previous discussion about Kava Chomer versus Pasuk. Since we only know it from a Kava Chomer, a later generation might question the idea of a Shlishi Betruma. Because if it's learned out from Svara, you can raise a, a counter svara, and Rabbi Akiva shows that it's based on a pasuk. Okay, so that was the Mishnah. Again, very interesting because we just had that kavachomer pasuk, and here actually it's saying it's better that it's a pasuk. Then the svara can't be challenged. Okay, so anyway, that's the idea. So now what we're going to do is focus on the idea that uh, food can become a shlishi litruma. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, since Rabbi Yeshua says, you know, Eino Mikramina Pasuk, Mina Torah, right? You know, you said that the idea of Shlishi doesn't have a basis in the Psukim, and Rabbi Akiva showed it had a basis in the Psukim. So the Gemara is saying, I already told you the idea of the Kavachome, that wasn't in the Mishnah. If there's no basis in the Psukim, Lama Tame, why before Rabbi Akiva were we assuming that food could become a Shlishi Lutruma, that it was, that it was Tame, if there was no Pasuk prior to Rabbi Akiva? I'm Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Yes, it's not a pasuk that tells you that it's Tameh. But, um, but, I mean, Din Kavachomer, Yeshlo, we assumed that there was an idea of a Shlishi based on a Kavachomer, at least a Shlishi for Truma. Okay, and now we're going to spend the rest of the day figuring out these Kavachomers. Okay, now here's the Kavachomer. A guy who goes to the mikvah and he's waiting for nightfall to, in, to, to be Tahor. Okay, Uva Hashemish Right? So when the sun sets, he's Tahor. And then he can eat from the Kadashim, which includes Truma. So the Pesukim make it clear that he's gone to the mikvah. It hasn't yet been sunset. That's called Tevu Yom. He was Tovel today, but it's still the day that he was Tovel. It hasn't been sunset. And he's Asr Betruma. Okay? So that's the idea. So Uma Tevu Yom. Shemutra He can eat non-sanctified things. And presumably he would not be considered Tameh if he touched non-sanctified things. Possible truma. Nevertheless, he can't eat truma, and the presumption is, right, he can't eat truma, and that if he touches truma, he makes it tamay, he defiles it. Okay, so that's its full yum. Kikar Shani Shapasubhulin, a second loaf of bread which we know does become Tameh, even if it's Hulin. So Ainudin Shiyasa How much more so should it be able to make another loaf of bread that it touches that's truma tameh? Now, there's obviously a little bit of a difference here, right? Because this guy, right, like what's the Kavachomer? Like this guy, he is not the 
the the the food that's <laughs> that that's a shaney meaning with the guy is somebody who he is is tahor, is allowed to touch chulin is not allowed to eat truma and the comparison is and therefore food that is itself tame vis-a-vis chulin is able must uh, be make a problem when it when it touches true am, am I am I not, not being clear I, why, why I well that's the point the yeah, point no. is that, well, well, maybe I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm not being clear about what's unclear maybe <laughs> but <laughs> the point is like this the, the, the structurally it would be the same if you would say the following if you would say object X is Tahor but it still makes uh, makes truma tame. So object Y that is tame. How much more so should it make truma tame? That would be a kavachomer, right? That wouldn't be a kavachomer. Don't worry about the tulyam. Let's talk about what the structure, oh, okay, okay. what the structure of the kavachomer should look like. Okay, we want to say that this object, this loaf of bread that is a shani for chulin, should certainly be able to make truma tame. Sure. So the kavachomer would be if you would have an object that would not be tame for chulin, would be considered tahor vis-a-vis chulin, and it would make truma tame. How much more so an object that is tame for chulin should be able to make truma tame? Okay, I, I just didn't understand how the tivol. Okay, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm saying that's what it should look like, right? If you wanted to make a kavachomer, you'd have to say the object that is tahor for chulin to make truma tamei. How much more so an object that's tamei for chulin should make truma tamei? The problem is, is that it's full yom. He's not exactly an object of chulin that's tahor. He's a person that's allowed to eat chulin. Okay, so but we're sort of glossing over suffix, that. It's a gray area. Well, not suffix. We're not talking about suffix. The point is, there's a difference between the object being tahor. Okay, the object of the food, right? I wish I had a whiteboard here. Yeah. The object of the food, if, if this object, if we were to say, this object, okay, it's chulin and it's tahor, and nevertheless, if it touches truma, it makes a tamay, then kavachomer, another object, if it's chulin, it's tamay, if it touches truma, it makes a tamay. So that's the kavachomer we want to make. The problem is, is that what we're, this object is not an object, it's a person. And we're not saying the point is that he's tahor, we're saying if he's allowed to eat chulin, and nevertheless, Less, he's not allowed to eat he's not allowed to eat, touch truma or eat truma this thing which is tame as chulin how much more so should it make should it make truma tame so it's like they are not they, it's not a clean kavachomer I just want to point out in wake of the sugi just like where it came from it's comparing a person to a loaf of bread yeah, yeah that's an interesting it's point that same thing and like the sota and the meat and whatever here is it's a thing that's like you could right right consciousness and the thing that doesn't have right, right. Here we've got that's a very good point yeah does a tivulium have essentially the status of a shady batuma yes but and that's part of what the kavachom is based on but it's only like by analogy because it's, yeah. most of all lachas are similar but he's not actually considered a shani he's considered right. too young so anyway let's acknowledge that this is a little bit the analogy is a little weak but that's the argument so let's read it again a little weak okay don't think about it for too long okay a tvul yom can eat chulin. truma, he invalidates truma. Kikar sheni a loaf of bread which has chulin is tamei. How much more so 
How much more so if this itself is intrinsically tamay, okay, a tvul yom isn't really fully tamay, he's just got some residual tumah. Maybe say it that way. A tvul yom just has some residual tumah, and nevertheless, he makes a problem for truma. A kikosheni, which is really tamay, maybe that's a nicer way of thinking about it, okay, so if tvul yom has residual tumah, and he makes and he makes uh, tumah, and he makes truma a problem. A kikosheni, which has real tumah, more so should it pass its tuma on to truma okay so that's the kavachomer one minute that could be challenged so one minute I said that the trulliums is weaker because it's residual it might be only residual but it's residual starting from something weightier the guy himself was let's say an avatuma let's say he was a valkyrie or whatever he was or let's say he directly touched a sheretz. No, if he directly touched a sheretz, he'd be a... No, he'd be a Rishon. He got it directly from an Av. Okay? Fine, don't even go that far. He touched a sheretz, so he got his tumor from an Av. He started as an Av or Rishon. So it might only be residual, but it started higher. As opposed to this loaf of bread, it, got, it, got, it started as a Shani. So yes, maybe the residual tumor of a Balkari is stronger than the than the than the uh, at the outset tuma of a sheni, okay? Malashuyom shekin avatuma. That's why he's a problem for truma. It would not be true by something that started its life as a sheni. So the says fine. Tasty misfuyom desheret. Okay, actually no. So um, oh, so I, I I jumped ahead. So the avatuma would be he would be let's say has been a balkari. He started as an avatuma. So he says I'll give you a tful yom that has residuals that didn't start as an av. He touched the sheretz. He started as a rishon. Okay, so if the residual tuma of a rishon can be a problem for truma, how much more so should real sheni tuma be a problem for avatuma? Uh, right. Okay, so that's the argument. They corrected right? that. They corrected that. Time. Right. Okay, so we've got a guy, he touched a sheretz, he's a rishon, he went to the mikvah, so he has only residual tumor from a rishon, and that's, if that's powerful enough to make a, what do you call it, to make, uh, to be a problem for truma, how much more so is something that is really tamay, even if it's only tamay as a shani. Now, I think you might, still might have made a difference, but let's see what the Gemara says. Trulium de sheretz. No, maletrulium de sheretz, shakim bimino afatuma. No, even in the case of Tulyom Besheret, um, so, um, one minute. One minute, one minute, one minute. Let me just double check Rashi. Right. Meaning, right. Um, right. Meaning, right, right, right. Meaning, it's true that he only touched a sheriff. But in theory, a person can be a, a can be a rishon, right? It's true. Right now, he started his life. I'm sorry. In, per, in, per, in theory, a person can be a. I'm sorry. Hold on. An av. One minute. One minute. Right. 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 Of course. Right. 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 In theory, a person could be an av. Exactly. Whereas, whereas a um, whereas food can never be an av. Food can even if food were to touch a mace, the way a person becomes an av if it's not something that happens to him himself, like he becomes a zav or a mitzora. The way a person becomes an av is he touches a mace. Okay, but 
food, even if food touches a mace, it never becomes an av. So we're basically still saying you cannot assume that the residual tumor of a person is weaker than the shani of food. Number one, that person's tumor might have started at a much higher level. Number two, even if it didn't start at a higher level, tumor of persons might by its very nature be weightier than tumor of foods because in theory, people can become avatumas. So therefore, maybe there's something that's more weighty about his tumor. You can't make a kavachomer from the residual tumor of a, of a person to the shani of food. Ma- food a mace. Yeah, it becomes a, a rishon. It does not become an av. Um, yeah, if you hear Rashi, he says, like about four lines down in the narrow lines, Tomer ba'ochol she'ena nasa avatuma afilu ayyadei meis. Tuchsi v'chol she'yigua tamit imam. Mehacha nafkolan desnei meis. Mehacha nafkolan desnei meis. Anyway, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? So that's, yeah, it does not become an av. Yes. Nevele is... No, it is an av, but it's not. It's true. I mean, for, well, it's not exactly food. It's considered an avail. It's not fit for being eaten, and so on. I mean, it's fit for a non-Jew to eat, etc. But that's not also. That's not also like 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 becoming tamei from the outside. We're talking about tumor contracted from the outside. Not about things intrinsic identity. Okay. So again, the argument is that if a guy with residual tumor invalidates truma, certainly something that was a shani. And the Gemara says no residual tumor of a person might be weightier. A, it might have started at a higher level, and B, the tumor of people might be intrinsically weightier than the tumor of food. That's very interesting. Even if if it didn't start from the source, it's thicker or weightier or exactly. more exactly. powerful. Exactly. Now, by the way, you know this Gemara is complicated because there's not one Tosus on it and it's all Rashi on both sides of the page. Why do I find that Rashi? Yeah, the Rashi starts on the outside margin, not the inside margin. Yeah, you were going to tell us? No, right now. Okay. 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 No, at least there, it's in a category of things that could be very weighty. So again, Residual tumma of a tool yo might be weightier than the tumma shani of food. So the word says, Klicheres yochiach. Wait, wait, wait. I can prove it from a klicheres. What can I prove from a klicheres? That the klicheres can also not become an avatumma like food. And I know that a klicheres can make um, um, can make a truma puzzle now um, now of course it's a little funny because I only know klicheres can make truma puzzle when the klicheres is a reshown okay mm-hmm. but here what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a tzav shava. I know a person with residual tuma a tvul yom okay can make truma problem I know that a klicheres that is a reshown can and that has no can never become an av um, I know that that can make tumor problems so I'm going to say I'm going to learn from the case of the person that something that is a shamey can uh, can can invalidate truma. You'll say, well, wait, you can't learn from a person. A person could in theory be even an av. I'll say, okay, I'll learn from klicheres. You'll tell me, wait, you can't, because that also can't be an av and it can make truma problem. Ah, but a klicheres, you know, we're not dealing with residual tumor. Klicheres, we're dealing with a reshow. Okay, I'll go back to the person who is the case of residual tumor. tumor. Is until so but we're learning that out. But, but, but we're learning, but we only know that a klicheres, the Torah only discusses klicheres as an av. Okay, klicheres isn't a shani. Only food can be a shani. Okay? So basically, I really need a whiteboard. But basically, what I've got is, I've got a klicheres. I've got a klicheres. Well, yeah, right on that wall over there. I love that. I got a klicheres, which is a reshown, okay, which can never be an av, but it can make tumor problem. 
Okay, but that's not helpful. I want to learn that a shani can make tumah a problem. Okay, so I'll learn from the case of the person with residual tumah. That's very weak. That's only residual. Presumably it's even weaker than a shani, and that can make tumah a problem. Ah, but I can't learn from a person, because a person could, in theory, could even be an av. Okay, well, a klicheres can't be an av. Ah, but you can't learn from, from a klicheres, because that's, that's starting with reshown tumah, not residual. I'll learn from a person. So I'll combine the two, and I got a person with residual tumah can make tumah a problem, and a klicheres that's a reshown can make truma problem. So the tzav hashave is that any that anything with like you know that's even like at a shani level can somehow which is comparable to the residual even a shani level can make truma problem even if it doesn't have the ability to ever itself become an av become yes. Did you get all of that? Yeah. Uh, the person <laughs> can become tahor, and in fact the familial will become tahor with no action. Right. But they care to never become tough if once it becomes time. Okay, so you're saying that that would make it weightier, maybe in different not through yeah. yeah. Mm, maybe. Um I don't know, let's see what the Gemara says. You're right. You're right. Maybe I need to start doing that. You're right. I'll start I'll tell them if they don't get that elevator fixed, we're gonna start writing on the windows. <laughs> Really? <laughs> okay, great. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I see. I see. You guys are just being trying to look to, to, to distract yourselves from this Gemara. Let's go on. Okay. So it says. Okay. Malachi says to says. So we learn it out. So uh, from a tzara shava between tul yom and klicheres, that things can become a that truma can become a shlishi. No, mal klicheres. Maybe you want to say that, uh, or no, uh, Charlie want to say that klicheres you can't be tar but mikvah. But let's see what it says. Mal klicheres shekain matamin miaviro. Ah. Klicheres is more chamor that it makes things tummy even not through touch. They could have said Mark Klicheres that we're talking about a rishon and not about a sheni. But anyway, the Gemara says Tul Yom Luchiach. Okay, but a Tul Yom has to be through touch. So the Chozer Adin, and it goes back and forth. Lo Rezek Rezev, Lo Rezek Rezev. Each one's distinctive characteristics are not found in the other one. Hatzar Hashavashavahen, the common denominator between the two of them. Shemutar and Bechulin, they themselves are, you know, it's a level of Tum'ah that would not be a problem by Chulin. Okay, it's actually interesting. The Klicheres actually, I don't know what Mutar B'Chulin means because the Klicheres actually does make Chulin into a Shani. Uh, let me see what Rashi says about that one minute. Uh, oh yeah, Rashi takes out the Gears of Shemutar B'Chulin because he says it doesn't make any sense. Because okay. <laughs> the Klicheres because the Klicheres actually does make Chulin into a Shani. Mm-hmm. Rashi instead has, has Rashi's Tzara Shavah Shabahen, he has the Girsa is Shemitamin. Okay, the Tzara Shavah is, they transfer Tumah. Okay, a Klicheres makes, makes uh, is a Rishon, and makes food into a Shani, and a Tzuliyom makes the Truma that he touches invalid. So both of these two are Mitamim, who post into Truma, and create a problem with Truma. Kolchkein Kikoshini, Samich Morso Kikoshini, which is, well, we don't know it's Mitama yet, but we know it is Tamei. Supposed to be Chulin, that, it, that it, if it's Chulin, it's already invalid, that it's a, a Shani of Chulin is a problem. Supposed to be Truma, how much more so should it invalidate Truma? So there's some 
Sabar Shaveh, which fundamentally we're learning it out from the residual tumor of a Tvuyom that makes Chulin a problem. But there are things that make that that maybe are making more Chamur than, uh, than, than the food. The fact that it's residual and it might have started at a higher level. The fact that it's a person. So we sort of discount those more Chamur things by the comparison to the Klicheres. Okay? Of course, the Klicheres is a Risha, not a Shani. The bottom line is we're sort of, we're mostly learning from the Tvul Yom, who has only residual truma and tuma, and the problem for truma that certainly for a shani for food that's a shani that's real tuma will it make a problem for truma? Yes. I'm sorry. Do we use, use No, it's not a is when the kavachomer fails. So it actually. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. Is it, is it like to to. Um, is it based on the Kovah Homer logic? Yeah, the way you usually get to a Tzad HaShavah is you try to say, let's learn it from X. Now, when we want to start by learning it from X, we could let's learn it as a Kovah Homer from X, or let's learn it from X as a Binyanav, as a paradigm. Okay, but you want to start by learning it from X, and then we're well, right, you can't necessarily learn it from X, whether it's a Kovah or whatever, because of this weakness. You and other places. Yeah, we started with the Kabbalah. It often starts, actually, you find it a lot in the Midrash Halacha. The Midrash Halacha says, Jalo Dinhu, which often introduces the Kabbalah. If he's going to say it by here, he just says, no, because, you know, you could, resp- you could say it's not exactly the same. Okay, the Choser Hadin. The phrase of Choser Hadin starts with Jalo Dinhu. So Choser Hadin is you're taking this logical derivation and you're jumping back and forth and, you know, discounting the counter arguments until you get to this Tzad HaShavah. Yeah. So we've lost our Kavachomer. Yeah, so it's really no longer Kavachomer. It's really more of a Tzad HaShaveh, which, yeah. is, which is a weak, yeah, which is an argument more by, like, analogy than by Kavachomer, right, or by, you know. The first, now our first category is no longer called because we've made... We've pointed out some Chomer aspects. Exactly. Exactly. That it starts with a higher level or that it's, uh, that, it, that, that it's, it's possible to become an Avatuma. Well, it, it makes the Chulim right? Yeah, exactly. Our, but it doesn't. Which is what made it. Um, no, it is true that a Tful Yom does not make Hulin Tameh, but a Tful Yom still might be weightier because his tumor started at a higher level and he himself could in theory become an Av and so on. So the fact that a Tful Yom has the ability to make tumor a problem doesn't prove that food has the ability to make tumor a problem. Right. I don't know, okay. I'm just saying, because if we go by Rashi's, where we change it from. Mitameh. Right. Right. So then it's. I mean, the whole oh, yeah, Rashi says Mitame, when Rashi says Mitamim, no, 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 I'm sorry, I, I think I even, I, 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 I think I misstated it. When Rashi says Mitamim, he doesn't make, make other things Tame, you're right, because that's really the whole thing that's up for the question. He really says it means it's just called Tame. A Tvulium is called Tame, Klicheris is called Tame, and they create problems for Truma. So certainly a, uh, a Kikar Shani, which is called Kame, should make a problem for Truma. Right, so you're right. It's really, it's so not, it's, it's, they, they're called Tame, right. So for Rashi, at the end of the day, the Tzad Shava is, is that a Tful Yom and a Klicheres are called Tame, and they make Truma a problem. So anything that's called Tame, which would include Ocho Shani, should make Truma a problem. Yeah. I was just going to, it's a very powerful, they changed the hermeneutic, they want to come right. up with the same thing. Well, that, all, all, that happens very, very common. Yeah. We start with a couple of homo, we end up with a tzadah shavah. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. 
Okay, so let's do it again. We'll write instead of mutarin bechulin. We'll read shemitamim. That the things that are called tamei oppose the truma and they invalidate truma. Kol shekain. It's interesting that it's kol shekain because once it's a kavachomer. But okay, kikasheni. You know, afani avi is rather more than the kol shekain. Similarly, a kikasheni shepasu bechulin. Or again, Rashi would say shemitamim. It's called tamei to post the truma. Okay, so that's tzavashav. The door acher parich. Now he said that was until the Akiva came along. We only had a drasha. The problem with a drasha is, is that some, or a not a drasha, excuse me, a, a logical derivation is that another generation could challenge it. What would the other generation say? No. Now this tzad chamor is actually it's like it's the challenge to any tzad hashavah. Okay. Because if you have to think about it, there's a real problem with like a tzad hashavah, right? Here's the problem with a tzad hashavah. The tzad hashavah is, is like I've got these. Uh, two guys that are both like uh, basketball superstars. So this guy is seven feet tall and this other guy is like super fast. So the Tzad HaShav HaShavahen is that they're guys. So I'll bring any guy who will be a basketball superstar, okay? Because <laughs> it's obviously not about height because this other guy isn't high. It's obviously not about speed because this other guy isn't fast. So obviously it's just about, you know, being a guy in a uniform. That makes you a basketball superstar. Okay, so obviously that's a problem with every Tzad HaShav is that maybe it is the distinctive characteristics and there's more than one distinctive characteristics that can lead to the halacha. Okay? So that's the response of a tzara chamor. Tzara chamor says, you can't do a tzara shaveh, because maybe each thing's distinctive characteristic is what, the pro- is what rather the problem is, is that that's a really good response, but then you might as well just throw out every single tzara shaveh in the shaf. So Tosus tries to sometimes explain that when we challenge tzara shaveh, we're actually finding something similar of the two distinctive characteristics, even though it's very vague and abstract. Anyway, but that's the point. The point is, at the end of the day, you learned it out from a Tzad HaShavah, but okay, even if it's a Tzad HaShavah, that's not a strong derivation. Each one of those things had something distinctive going for it that could explain its power. And food that's a Shani doesn't have those distinctive characteristics, so maybe food that's a Shani cannot passel truma. Okay? And therefore, thank you, Rebbe Akiva, that now you've given us a drasha, so we're saved for us, so now we can actually learn out the idea of a shlishi for truma from the Pasuk, and we don't have to do it based on this Tzad HaShavah. One of them, the Klicheret, is Metamim Yaviro, and the Tulyom either starts with a high level of Tuma, or he himself could become an Av. Okay. Reb Yochanan and Zakai, Tzad Chomer Lo Parich, and Reb Yochanan and Zakai wasn't bothered with that, because, you know, if you bothered with the Tzad Chomer, you'll never do a Tzad HaShavah in your life. So he wasn't bothered. But Rabbi Yeshua said, thank God at least now we've got a pasuk. It saves us from any challenge. Okay. Tanya, that was the idea of an idea of how we know Shlishi Betruma. Now, as long as we're on this fun topic, we're going to discuss how do we know the idea that tru- that, 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 that Kachim can become a Ravi. Truma can be a Shlishi, and Kachim can be puzzled when they touch a, even when they touch a Shlishi. Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Time we turn to Bryce. I'm Rabbi Yosi. I'm a Ravi Bekodesh Apostle. So we know now Shlishi about a Truma. How do we know about a Ravi by, by Kodesh, by like Korbanot? Fidinhu. It's Kavachomer. 
Now, we started learning out the idea of Tvul Yom, of, of Shlishi B'Truma, from the fact that a Tvul Yom can't be Truma. Okay, but there's one level down from a Tvul Yom, one level even more residual. What's even more residual than a Tvul Yom? Mechusa Somebody that his Tara process ends not when the sun sets, but when he brings a Korban the next morning. Okay, like, you know, like a, a Zav or a Yoledet. They bring a Korban the next morning. So, so it's sunset, they're no longer Tvul Yom, but they are awaiting their korban, mechusha kippurim, and kippurim, and only once they bring their korban are they totally tahor. What's their status after the sunset before their korban is brought? That they cannot eat korbanot. They're asher b'kodshim. So the same a residual tuma of a tful yom teaches me that a sheni makes a shlishi by truma, because the assumption that sheni would be at least as powerful as residual tuma of the tful yom. So the residual tuma after sunset of mechusha kippurim is a assumed to be a shlishi of Tuma is assumed to be at least as weighty as that. So if a guy who's waiting his korban can't eat, can't eat korbanot, so presumably something that's a shlishi, which is really tamay, not just residual, but certainly that should create a problem and should be metame something that's a korban. That's, it's, it's a very parallel argument, okay? It presumes these analogies, but once you presume those analogies, if a tful yom can't eat Tuma, a shani can't touch Tuma. If a mechusik can't eat korbanos, a shlishi he can't touch korbanot. Okay, minayin leavini b'kodesh shapatsu v'dinu. Ma mechusikiburim shemuter b'truma. So a guy who's awaiting his korban can eat truma. Pasul b'kodesh can't eat korbanot. So shlishi shapatsu b'truma. Shlishi that is really a level of truma that invalidates truma. And so if you're if so something was truma, it's been invalidated because it touched shlishi. Ainu dinshi yasser avini b'kodesh. How much more so should it, it be? Should, should it have the power? is that it should invalidate a korban if it touches a korban. Okay? So something that's a shlishi betruma should be able to invalidate a korban. So the mod, what? Are you saying that if a truma touches a shlishi, it's invalidated? No. That's, not, that's the problem with the analogy. No. Right. If, if, if truma itself is a shlishi, it became right. invalidated. Yeah. You're going to tell me that the comparison is not exact. Right. I right, I agree. That's what we said at the beginning. Okay, you just have to accept it. The 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 the, the, uh, the analogy is. If a guy who's a shlishi, not a shlishi, if a guy who's a mechusikipurim can eat truma and he has the power to invalidate korban, so truma, which as a shlishi has become invalidated because it was a shlishi, should certainly be able to invalidate a korban. Not an exact analogy, but that's the that's the argument. Okay, right? People to exactly. Okay, okay, okay. So Now we know that a that something that is a shlishi that's a korban is from the Torah we know that that invalidates korbanot we didn't know it invalidated truma but we know it invalidates korbanot how we know that shlishi that if a korban is a shlishi it's invalid we'll see in a minute but we already know from the Torah that if a korban is a shlishi it's invalid for a vi and now we learn the idea that even if it's a korban that's a revi that we learn from a kavachoma the kavachoma we just put out there shlishi lukodesh minatar minalan where do we know in the Torah that if a korban is a shlishi it's invalid so the meat that touches anything Tamei cannot be eaten and that's Korban meat now what's Tamei? Remember, what did the Torah call Tamei? The Torah called the food that fell into the Klicheres Tamei, right? And that, that food was only a Shani. The Klicheres, the, the Sheretz made the Klicheres a Rishon. 
food that fell into it, the Torah called it Tamei, Yitma. So this food that is Tamei, now it tells me anything Tamei, including food that's a Shani that touches a Korban and validates the Korban. So the Psukim make it clear that if a Korban, that if, that if a Korban, that a Korban, if it becomes a Shlishi, is invalid. Okay? Milo Askina did not go Bashani. It's a Shani. Okay, so we know already from the Psukim that if a Korban is a Shlishi, it's invalid. And we learned out that a revi is invalid if um, that if a if a mechusakipurim can't eat a korban and that's very residual. How much more so if something is a shlishi and it touches a korban should it invalidate it? Okay, Amar of Yochanan. So that seems like a reasonable drush. I mean, once you buy in the analogy of people to the food, to the to the to the object, it seems reasonable. Amar of Yochanan, Tam Rebbe Eni Odea. I don't know what Rebbe Yossi is talking about. Rebbe is just a Rebbe is like the, uh, an honorific, right? I don't know what Rebbe Yossi is talking about. Mahu There's an immediate counterexample. What's the immediate counterexample? How about food that a Tvul Yom touched. Okay, now, what's that halacha? Shabtosa truma the Osa Revi That that thing invalidates truma, um, but it does not invalidate Kodesh. Meaning that if you actually have, okay, what's a Shlishi? A Shlishi is Food that touched the shame, right? Okay, so well, truma that touched. I really need a whiteboard. Okay, but it's truma that touched the shame. Now we have analogized a tvul yom to a shani, correct? That was our whole previous Russia. Now, so if you have sh- food that touched the shani, it's a shlishi. What would be about food that touched the tvul yom? What would that status be? Okay, if you want to argue that a shlishi of truma should invalidate korbanot, right? A shlishi of truma should invalidate korbanot because you want to analogize it from a tvul yom who then became a mechusik kipurim and he can can invalidate korbanot. But one minute. But then logically, the food touched by a tvul yom should also be able to invalidate korbanot, right? You've got this line which is the foods and this line which is the people. The person... Starts off as a reshow and goes to them. Oh, forget it. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, I know you're following, but it's eight thirty, and we need. We'll, we'll have to do it tomorrow. Maybe I'll make sure we have some form of a whiteboard or something, or maybe I'll draw. I'll, I'll draw up some diagram. Anyway, we'll continue here tomorrow. To be continued. <laughs>